Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Joseph Castillo from All Nations International Fellowship. Enjoy this podcast while you're doing household chores, riding your car, or even your morning devotions. I trust the living word of God to change your life forever. Visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com. When I speak about faith for redemption, I'm speaking about having faith in our redemption. And if you look at Hebrews chapter 1, we have a, a, a brief definition of what faith is. But actually, there's several very good definitions of what faith is. And I'm not going to go over them today. Maybe another week I'll go over some of those definitions. But here we have a, a Hebrews definition. And in Hebrews chapter 1, 11, excuse me, verse 1, it says, Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when you are in faith, we understand that you have, you are actually somewhere, you are actually in a place. And what the Lord kind of showed me this morning when I was preparing for this message and I never saw it like this before. I've always preached that faith is a force. And if you listen to, you know, over the years, I've heard a lot of pastors preach on faith. And, and to my surprise, I've heard a lot of people preach that faith is a force. And I was like, amen. Yeah, I've been preaching that for years. Praise God. Someone else agrees with me. Amen. You know, use the force. Yeah. Amen. Turn to your neighbors that use the force. <laughs> Faith is a force. It actually is a force. Faith is not a state of mind. In the world, they use the term faith to say, oh, you know, the people of the Catholic faith or the people of the Buddhist faith or the people of whatever faith. But the Bible doesn't design, uh, describe faith as a set of religious beliefs. The Bible describes faith as a living force, a tangible power. And something that I don't have time to teach it today, but something that I, would, I can share with you about faith is that you can feel faith. And you can actually feel faith released. You can feel faith building up. You can feel faith move because it is, it is a tangible thing. We see that right here in verse 1. It says it's a substance. Substance means it's a tangible thing. So faith is a tangible substance. It's a substance of things hoped for, not things that you're hoping for. So we understand that faith is that you have already believed. It's not something that you're believing in, something that you're hoping in. You have gone past belief, you have gone past hope, and now you have the actual substance. We see in Mark eleven twenty four, Jesus talking about faith. He says that whatsoever things you desire... When you pray, believe that you receive them. He didn't say believe that you receive them after you've received them. He said believe that you receive them when you pray. So the easiest way to paint a picture to you of what that means is, for example, if Robert said, if I asked Robert, Robert, can I have 20 quai for lunch? Maybe I asked him right now. He said, sure, no problem. And then if I come back to him 10 minutes later and I say, oh, Robert, could I have 20 quiet for lunch? He says, I said, sure, no problem. Then an hour later, I say, oh, Robert, could I have 20 quiet for lunch? He, I, I, I've told you three times, yes. 
But we don't do that because we have more faith in flesh and blood than we do in God. So if your mother says, I'm going to pay your tuition, or your father says, I'm going to send you some money through, you know, insta-whatever, moneygram, or Robert says, hey, I'll give you 20 quid for lunch, don't worry about it, we immediately believe that and receive that. As a matter of fact, if we get a job and our employer tells us you're going to get 10,000 quid a month, we believe that. We believe that so much that we even start budgeting. Okay, all right, I'm going to get that new scooter, and I'm going to, I'm going to do this, and, and I'll have this much for groceries, and my internet's here. And we begin to plan our life based upon what a human being said. So that is an expression of faith in people. The interesting thing, uh, even about money, is money in itself has no value, Right? I mean, this is just paper. What gives this paper money is the fact that people have faith in what's behind this paper. And when what's behind this paper falls, then this is good, good for nothing but toilet paper. Amen? So we have a lot of faith in the things that we can see. But here in Hebrews 1, it says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence coming from a source of something that you cannot see. So meaning that we have to have a, a faith from, in French, is foi. Right? Foi. Le foi. The faith. Le Bible dit. <laughs> the Bible says we have to have le foi, the faith. So faith in speaking in spiritual terms is faith rested in something that is unseen. So when we pray... We believe that we receive it the first time you pray. So a, a, a simple question would be for you to consider, if you're praying for something, for example, you're praying for an unsaved loved one. My sister Sheila, she was saved. She was dating this guy who wasn't saved. And she learned about faith early on in her Christian walk. And uh, she kind of, you know, had a little slip up with her boyfriend. Next thing you know, she's pregnant. Maybe a big slip up, right? So my sister comes to me, and uh, the Lord had already prepared me for this, actually. But my sister came to me and says, Joey, I need to talk to you. She says, I need to tell you something. I'm pregnant. And I said, wow, you won't believe it, but last week I was on a three-day fast, and God told me to, to, to move in with you and to help you out, so on. And she started to cry. She said, wow, God's already thinking about me. God's already taking care about me. But what am I going to do? I'm pregnant with a heathen man's baby. You know, what am I going to do? This guy's not even a Christian. And I said, well, let's pray for his salvation. Let's, let's, let's put faith in the covenant and pray for his salvation. So we prayed for his salvation. We prayed that God would open the eyes of his understanding that he would be enlightened, that he would see and know the love of God and understand the importance of having a relationship with God and that he would be saved. So after we prayed, we never prayed again for his salvation. We never prayed again. Why did we not pray again for his salvation? Because we believed that when we prayed... The Bible says that all of God's promises are yes, amen. Yes, amen. Yes, amen. Yeah. You, you, you never get a no from God. 
All of his promises, in his promises, are yes and amen. When you pray for his promise, according to his promises, he'll never say, no, I'm not going to give you that healing. No, I'm not going to give you that deliverance. They're always yes, and they're always amen, the Bible says. So, we believe that when we prayed, her boyfriend was saved. We believed that we had received it. We were no longer hoping. We were no longer believing. We went into have hoped for, past tense, ED, is done, is done. So what did we do after we prayed, after we believed, what did we do to keep pressure on the covenant? We, well, what we did, you could do that, but what we did is we praised God. Every day, oh, Father, I thank you that Jose is saved. Father, I thank you that Jose is saved. I thank you, God, that you answered our prayer last week and that he is saved. I thank you that his mind is renewed. And we just began to praise God. Because praise is an expression of faith. So what happened, and what I'm, I want, what, the point of what I'm trying to get to today, and then I'll explain a little bit farther, is we entered into another realm. And this is what the Lord showed me today. And I've been in that realm before, but I never saw it as a realm. We went into another realm. Some people could call it a zone. But we went into a faith zone or into a faith realm. And we were in this realm believing the unbelievable, believing the unseen, believing that God has said yes when we didn't have the answer. And we just praised God for it, praised God for it. And I remember my sister's friend said, oh, Sheila, has Jose got saved yet? And she said, yes, he did. Oh, great, when? And then she's like, oh, no, what do I say now? <laughs> you know, like, how does this work exactly? What do I say now? But she was, she was afraid, like the Bible says. Let us fear, lest one of the promises of God escape us, that we don't obtain one of the promises. She was, she was afraid to pull that seed out of the ground. Because once you plant a seed... You can't pull the seed out next week to look and see how it's doing. Am I right? If you plant it every week and then you pull it out and then plant it again and then pull it out and plant it again, the seed will never produce. And that's what we tend to do with our faith. Oh God, I believe I received this. Then two days later, we take it out of the ground. Well, I don't know. It looks like it's not happening. Maybe it's not God's will. Maybe God doesn't hear me. Maybe. And then all of a sudden we unplant we uproot our seeds once you start in faith you have to stay in faith so that process of starting in faith is good that's coming up to another level but once you come into that level now you have to fight to stay in faith to stay in that realm to stay in that zone so my sister every day oh i thank you jose is saved god i praise you jose is saved i you know and her friend asked her, oh, he got saved. Yes, he did. When? Praise God, when? She's like, the day that I prayed, he got saved. The day that I prayed, he got saved. Because isn't that what Jesus said? When you pray, believe that you receive. That is powerful. That is faith. That takes you from this level into this level. That brings you to a whole nother realm, into a whole nother zone. Amen? So faith brings you into this, this level where you have received things 
in the unseen realm. You, that means you can't touch it, you can't taste it, you can't feel it, you can't see it. This seen realm, another version says, what you can perceive by your senses. Touch, taste, smell, you know, these, these five senses. You're receiving it, and you're believing you received it based upon this powerful force called faith. Now, interesting enough, faith is not, and this is where the New Agers and the Buddhists and all the people who don't know the Bible, this is where they miss it because they think faith is a state of mind. Oh, I believe I can, I believe I can, I believe I can. I believe I can, I believe I can, I believe I can, I believe I can. And just keep saying it, just keep saying it to yourself and eventually you can. That's not faith. That's called deceiving yourself. Faith is actual spiritual substance. It's a power that's released that you don't have to work your way into. See, Christians, we think that we can talk our way into faith. But the Bible says, I have believed Therefore, I speak. The Bible says, faith speaketh on this wise. So, faith is not something that you try to work into you, but it's something that comes out of you. I have believed. I have received. Therefore, I speak. But we try to get long prayer confessions, and we try to convince ourselves, and try and trick ourselves into faith, and we're not in faith at all. And the fact that we're trying to convince ourselves into it means because we're not even there yet, because we don't believe yet. Now look how powerful faith is. In verse 2, it says, by it, or by faith, it is speaking of faith, the elders obtained a good report. So this means you have a, maybe a report on the way. Might be a report card. Do you guys get report cards still? Or is that something for elementary school? Do you get report cards in college? Yeah? By faith, you could get a good report. I was an F student. I had F, 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 F. I, it came to the point where I thought F meant fantastic. <laughs> it's a true story, right, honey? I had Fs every single day of the year. I was... I was the most tardy and most absent student of every school I ever went to. And I got fantastic. F, 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 F. And then when I got saved and I wanted to go to Bible college, don't you know the enemy told me, you're stupid, you're an F student, you're not going to make it? Of course I thought that. I never had, I never, I don't even know what an A looked like. I never saw B and I couldn't even believe for a C. I had all F's every year of my life. The reason they passed me from 8th grade into high school is because I was selling drugs and I was spray painting. I was beating kids up. They just wanted to get me the heck out of the school. And then high school, of course, that was it. I stopped going to high school because, you know, I, I went for three months and I quit high school. I never saw an A or a B or a C. I never even earned a D, not even in lunch. I failed every single year of my life. Actually, one year they actually failed me. The first grade, Miss Custer, she actually failed me. So I repeated first grade twice. And then second, third, all the way through, they just kept on passing me just to get me out of the classroom. Just, you know, just get them out, get them out. Put, just push me to the next grade, push me to the next grade. And I got all laughs. 
So now that I'm saved and God's told me to go to college, you could imagine I feel like, oh my God, I don't know algebra, I don't know geometry, I don't, you know, I, I, I thought I was stupid. But how many know that by faith, I got a good report card? You know what I did every single day? You know my story with my suits and ties and stuff. But you know what I did for my grades, my report card? Every day for one hour on my lunch break, I would say, Father, I thank you. I have A's and B's. Father, I thank you. I'm an A and B student. Father, I thank you. I graduate above and beyond all of my peers. Father God, I thank you. I'm the the highest scores in the class. And wouldn't you know, I went to school and I went fearfully. I studied hard. I t- every time there was a teacher that had an extra credit or extra time to meet, or I, I just clung on to them because, you know, I wanted to have A's. I wanted to be an A and B student. So I put the work in, yes, but I graduated with almost all A's and B's. <coughs> I graduated magna cum laude, one of the top. Some people graduated thank the laude. I graduated magna cum laude, top of my class. One of the best students in the entire school. The same one that had F's his whole life. I did it through faith. Through faith, the elders obtained a good report. Verse 3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. So through faith, you can have understanding. How many people say, I just don't understand the Bible. I tried to read it, and I just don't understand it. Or, you know, when pastor talks, I, I don't really get what he's trying to say. And uh, I, just don't under, I just don't understand. Through faith, you can get understanding. Don't, don't you know that you could even interpret your own tongues? Through faith, you could interpret your own tongue. Me and my Bible college uh, roommate... We used to sit on the floor together in my living room. He was speaking tongues and I would interpret. And then I was speaking tongues, he would interpret. And we would practice a couple times a week interpreting our tongues. How did we do that? Through faith. Because interpretation of tongues is one of the gifts of the Spirit. All the gifts are available to everyone that believes. So all we need to do is, is assert faith in that area. To stop the recording at that point, but... You might be listening right now and you say, Pastor Joey, I wanted to pray that prayer. If I was there, I would have prayed with you. I'd like to pray right now, as a matter of fact. I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to have God in my life. And I'd like to know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and surrender my life to Him. You know, repentance means to turn away from your way of doing things and to turn to God's way. We've done things our own way. Like they used to say in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, when I did the 12 steps, they said, your best decisions and your best ways of thinking and your best ways to handle life have gotten you to this situation. And now it's time to trust a higher power. Well, there is no higher power than the God of all the earth. His name is Jehovah. And he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And through him, you can Turn from your way of doing things to His way. And His way is the right way because He made you. And He made you for a purpose. And He knows exactly what you need to pull out your potential to forgive you of your sins, deliver you from the things that keep you away from God in a sin and death cycle. And if you'd open up your heart 
to him right now together with me. God can begin a new work in your life. So just pray with me wherever you're at, whether you're driving your car, whether you're at home, uh, wherever you are, just, just pray with me and repeat after me. Say, Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. I believe that your son died for my sins. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. From this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I'd like you to contact me. And we can send you some more resources and materials that can help you start this new life. Because this is the first day of the rest of your life. Email me at joe at nationsabroad.com or email the church at nfcontact at gmail.com. And we'd love to speak with you and just correspond with you and put you on the right path. Maybe help you find some local churches there online or something. Or maybe we know some pastors there that could follow up with you and help teach you the word of God. Thank you for listening. And feel free to download the other podcasts and just feed on the word of God. Thank you for your time. We love you. And-